Welcome back to Northern Exposure, and today you're going to get some fatherly advice from my old man, Jason North. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, and welcome back to another edition of Northern Exposure. This uh, episode here is simply entitled Father Knows Best, and it is in honor of my uh, cousin, and his wife who just welcomed their first child into the world a big congratulations we love you guys uh so this episode is going to be kind of dedicated to him and uh you know just my perspective as being a father of three uh also we had a very very busy week uh last week doing some podcasts um actually my one cousin that had the kid was matthew he was one of my uh quote-unquote experts on that panel for the fantasy football podcast so again Matthew congratulations uh, we did another podcast with my buddy Freddie uh, grilling and chilling getting ready back to school so I appreciate Freddie and his time and his perspective and then of course the most recent podcast we just did was with uh, Michael Morris uh, Devon Yuri. Uh, Stephen Flowers and Hector Manuel, uh, the cast and director of Man TV's Murder One. So I really appreciate those fellas coming in, taking the time, sit down, talk with yours truly, and give you a little more perspective as to what's going on. Big things are coming out of Rochester with that movie. I think it's uh, going to be very intriguing. So big thank you to everybody that participated last week. Uh, this edition is going to be all for the dads, new and old. Um, as I've said before, I'm a father of three. I've got a 12-year-old son, a 10-year-old daughter, and a 7-year-old daughter. And this uh, episode is in honor of my cousin who just had his first. So uh, there's just all kinds of things. You know, he's going through the motions the last few weeks, and I got a little nostalgic. Uh, wound up just hanging out with him at the Five Finger Death Punch concert a couple weeks ago, um, which I kind of knew in the back of my mind was going to be one of his last nights of freedom. Uh, yeah, I said it. That's going to be one of your last nights of freedom. You're going to be on lockdown for a little bit, a little while there, brother. Uh, and then about, what is maybe a week later, he had this thing called a diaper party. And uh, some, old, some old school dads don't know what that is, uh, nor did I. I had never had one. But apparently this is something new where it's kind of like the gentleman's uh, baby shower. And basically everybody brings a diaper of various sizes to basically stock the parents up on diapers and uh first of all uh that sucks i wish i would have been privy to that uh, you know all those years ago because you got a shitload of diapers and uh good for you those are gonna last a while but they're gonna go faster than you think uh but he got he got a nice bounty on that and basically he provides beer and food everybody gets together hangs out plays some lawn games and uh this and that and hung out through the night hung out around the bonfire and whatnot so kind of a cool scene and some guys are actually taking these diaper parties to the extreme and they're uh, treating them like bachelor parties with, uh, you know, all the typical bachelor party shenanigans without going into too many details. Uh, so definitely something different. And I, I had never been to one of these freaking things uh, before. And uh, damn it, I wish they had it when I was there. And I'm sure my wife would share in that sentiment with me. Uh, but that was a cool thing. And uh, yeah, that was recently. So we knew his time was coming. And it was very cool to see him get excited. And now that his uh, son is here... You know, life is definitely going to change. Um, so I decided that I would kind of chime in and 
give him all the glorious things and you know I'm gonna be the guy that keeps it real for him throughout this part of his journey and uh, I'm sure my uncle will too something tells me that he'll he'll stay on top of it but uh, one thing that uh, I want to get into for for advice for the new fathers and uh, I've got a couple of them and my buddy my one buddy's son now is gonna be closing in on a year but uh, he was recently a new father and your sleep is over that is it there, there is no more sleeping in. Um, your schedule is going to be jacked up for the next 9 to 12 months. Uh, so get used to that. And that's basically where it all starts to go downhill. Um, your skin will start to sag and your hair will either start to fall out or change colors. That's how it usually works. Um, so, you know, from my experience, I just remember and, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you're about to welcome your, your first child into the world. And I remember mine and uh, I was petrified. Our son was born on Valentine's Day and uh, my wife went through this thing and I don't know if there is such a thing, but this is what the doctor said. This isn't me saying it. Her first 22 hours were quote unquote what's called a soft labor. Um, I, I don't know about you, but it didn't look soft. Um, but anyway, my son decided to show up in a blizzard and there had to be about two feet of snow and I'm trying to go down the street and get her to the hospital. And uh, yeah, it was just crazy. And I remember being scared shitless. So I hope you handled it better than me. Uh, but you're in for a lot of surprises now as a new dad. Your sleep schedule is going to get ruined. Uh, you're going to be sleep deprived a little bit. And your schedule uh, no longer matters. It's, it's all that baby's schedule. So if you're tired, but it's your turn, uh, tough nuggets, you got to feed me, big guy. Um, but there's a few things. If I can give you um, advice in the infantile state, there's this thing, and I was kind of a, uh, this is my patented move um, that I'd like to share with you. And this helps soothe your child. And we've got long arms, us north, from the elbow to the wrist. So this makes it good for us. And you just kind of hold the baby's, back of the baby's head in the palm of your hand. And you kind of rest his whole body down your forearm so his legs are kind of straddling your elbow there. And with the other arm, you support the baby. And you do what I like to call the baby hammock. And uh, this is where you just kind of rock the baby up and down and back and forth. And I promise you, nine times out of ten, you'll get that baby to go to sleep. Um, so that's my, my advice on newborns. But otherwise, uh, get used to blowouts, diapers. Uh, this is something where it's going to be awful. You're going to go in there and it's going to look like a murder. Um, and it's going to be a murder of brown. And it's going to be up the baby's back and possibly in his hair. Uh, and yeah, all over the place. They give you all kinds of pleasant things. So that's one thing that you'll enjoy, my friend. And uh, you know, I I'm here if you need me, but that's the premise of it with newborns. There's going to be very little sleep. There's going to be some crying. There's going to be some, uh, you know, blowout diapers. There's going to be some pukes. Um, never do the Superman with your child right after you fed it. Um, otherwise, expect to get vomit in your mouth, and that's very unpleasant. And I'm speaking from experience. Uh, I did it to Jacob when he was a small boy, and I forgot that we had just fed him, and uh, I paid the ultimate price for that. So don't do the Superman. Um, that would be another big piece of advice that I can give you. Um, but otherwise, enjoy it, because this is the, the coolest part of being a, a new dad, is these first couple months, and they're fleeting and they're quick. 
Um, so the the best advice I can give you is to just to enjoy it because you're not going to be able to, you know, put the recliner up, put your legs straight out, and rest your kid right on your legs uh, for too very long. So it's kind of a precious thing to fall asleep right there on you. Kind of helps you relax and uh, everything else. But the infant stages, um, if your kid's healthy and doesn't have acid reflux or anything too crazy like that, are actually some of the uh, the easier times. And you're going to be like, what? Easy. Because I know you're going to get a little tired and you're going to be lugging the kid around and you're going to have your you know doctor's appointments for the first few months of life and all this other stuff that you got to keep up with. And, uh, you know, you're going to be sleep deprived and that kid's going to, you know, wake up every two, three hours to feed in the beginning. Uh, but trust me, this is the easy time because the worst thing that's going to happen is you got to feed this child, take it to the doctor or wipe its butt. Uh, because the bigger they get, the bigger the problems become. So enjoy it. This is the easy time. You're just a little tired. But I want to take you on a journey. This is for the new dads. If you're new, I'm going to take you on a journey at least up to that middle school age. I can't get into it beyond that. Uh, that that's the max of my experience level. But I want to take you there and uh, just kind of give you an idea and paint you a picture, let you know what you can expect. And if you're a father, if you're a father that's a veteran father, you can kind of just chuckle and laugh along because you, you know what I'm talking about. Kids open up an entire new world to us as parents. And our world as we knew it is over. Uh, that's the God's honest truth. You have your job, you have your wife, and now you have your child. And as that child grows up and starts to get into things, they're going to occupy every ounce of your energy, every ounce of your time. And uh, yeah, so uh, buckle up because here comes a very cool part of life. Going to take a short break and then we're going to get right back into it. We're going to talk about, you know, the stage after infants, toddlers, the first steps, and uh, what to expect. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Uh, so as I've said in the previous segment, just kind of recapping to the new daddies out there and the old daddies and the veteran daddies can just kind of chuckle along and, you know, kind of recap their own personal stories. But the infantile stage that, uh, you know, you're in right now is it's, it's quick and it's not as hard as what is about to come ahead. Um, so that's why I say enjoy it and savor it. A little bit of sleep deprivation and the occasional poop diaper blowout. You know, I'm talking up the back, right to the tub. There's going to be times you run your kid right to the tub. That onesie was supposed to be blue. Why is his ass brown? Oh, shit. You know, no problem. Uh, the detachable shower head comes in handy sometimes, and the older they get, the more resilient they are. Um, but the toddler stage, my friends... That is when shit gets interesting, is the toddler stage. Once your child becomes mobile uh, and develops a mind of its own, which is sometimes between the age of two or three, they will start to challenge you. Uh, my one cousin says his daughter's actually challenging him now. And uh, so she's a little bit ahead of the bell curve, the poor bastard. Um, but that toddler stage is interesting because you're still dealing with the diapers, uh, but now you're dealing with diapers and, and a kid that's on the move. So, um, yeah, you're gonna, I mean, your kid will play games with you sometimes. Like, uh, I changed myself. And, uh, what does that mean? Well, that means, 
why, why don't you have a diaper on? Where's your diaper? And they'll say, I changed myself. And, you know, then you'll notice when they turn around, you know, you didn't even need to see it because you can already smell it. You know, they got a, a butt chuck full of crap. And uh, where did they hide their diaper? Because remember, they changed themselves. And I just pray to God it never winds up in your bed. Um, but they're going to leave you all kinds of beautiful presents. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing you just you got to learn to laugh. Um, but yeah, they're going to introduce you to some gross situations. Uh, the other thing that I would suggest during the toddler stage to any parent is to get on a very serious vitamin C regimen and really start taking your vitamins um, and maybe drink a little whiskey. Because if you have a daycare child at the toddler age, uh, it's very important for me to have the public understand that these are quite possibly the most disgusting human beings on the planet. I mean, toddlers, their fingers go in their nose, in their mouth, in their ear, down their pants. Um, they go in the other kid's mouth, other kid's ear. Uh, they're disgusting. They share toys. They don't wash hands. They are literally petri dishes for disease, and they will bring it home to you. Um, so it's up to you. Good hygiene is a must. And unfortunately, you're still probably going to get sick. And you're going to say, what the hell? Why am I getting sick all the time? What has changed in my life? Am I getting old? Am I getting fragile? And the answer is no. You have a toddler. That's the answer. Um, yeah, I've never had as many stomach problems as I did when my kids were that age. They brought home all kinds of gross stuff. Um, and I still somehow love them. Um, but the toddler stage, that's when it gets interesting. It, it starts to get disgusting and the kid gets on the move and they get into everything and they have a million and one questions on a daily basis. Um, so that's when it gets a little bit harder. You got to pay even more attention and you got to really keep your head on a swivel when you're trying to pay attention to these toddlers. Now I want to paint you a picture. My second child came when my son Jacob was only two. So it was four years into fatherhood that I now had two toddlers. Um, if my wife had her, her way, we would have like six kids right now. I thought three was a pretty good number. That's it. Um, she tries and tries and tries and occasionally she'll be like, do you want another one? And I'm, hell no. Um, because now all of mine are kind of like grown kids. Um, but that toddler age, man, it's, you, you buckle up for that one. And that's, that's a whole, that's a whole new game. You're just busy. You're constantly chasing this little freeloading human being, um, that eats up all your food and eats up all your energy and, uh, constantly has you vacuuming up after them. This is the time in life when your house is gonna honestly probably be the messiest it ever will in your entire adult life. So just be forewarned. Um, if you have OCD like me, um, you know, unfortunately it sucks to be you. Eventually you're gonna get too tired to give a shit about all the squeaky toys and the dinosaurs and the Tronka trucks and the Barbie dolls. Uh, I will tell you what sucks though, stepping on Legos. If you cannot do that, that would be a good thing. Um, but yeah, this is the time in life when your house will be the messiest. Toddlers are just, they're nuts and they're nonstop balls of energy. They wake up, they hit the ground, they run all over the place and then just somewhere in the evening, they just pass out. 
and then the night is over. But you think you're going to enjoy your evening, but they occupied so much of your energy that as soon as you sit down to relax, it's over. So falling asleep on the couch while you're trying to watch your favorite show will become commonplace if it's not already. Toddlers, man, that is a crazy, crazy age. So busy and uh, still kind of disgusting. And then finally, you get them potty trained, and that's a huge victory. Um, and then you just got to make sure you make sure you teach them to tend to themselves really, really well, or you're going to be finding a lot of unpleasant underwears in your laundry. So that's another thing you got to worry about. And then you always have to ask them, did you wash your damn hands? Because again, these are disgusting people. Uh, my kids are 12, 10, and 7. I love my son to death. Um, it's funny because one of my favorite comedians is Joe Coy and he talks about his son Joseph when Joseph was 12, 13 years old, just how disgusting he is. You know, how come I'm the only one that can smell your armpits? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all, they're gross for a while. And I have to ask him when he comes out of the bathroom, you know, did you wash your hands? Um, he's got Bilbo Baggins feet, uh, that he's got literally hobbit feet sometimes, uh, he could scratch the floor with his toenails and they're dirty and, and uh, you know, he, he's working on it, but they're disgusting. You got to stay on top of them. Uh, and then you get into the school age and the school age is a whole nother ball of wax, especially if the kids start getting busy. Now this is where it gets interesting because I know two different kinds of parents and kids right now at this juncture in my life, the school age, and that is the ones that are super involved and super busy, and uh, we certainly are. My wife is the treasurer for the uh, PTSA at our elementary school that our two daughters now go to. My son did go there. He went there K through five, but she's working that, uh, so that's ex she's extremely involved there, and then my daughter, of course, is in the chorus, and she played the uh, clarinet and what else was she doing she tried out for something else i can't remember she's into everything jessica is finally starting to come out of her her shell and get into stuff and jacob of course participated in student council and things of that nature so extremely busy and they can get into a lot of activities and then i've seen the other end where you've got the kids that are kind of you know not that they're necessarily homeschooled i do know some people that homeschool uh, and the kids don't really get a lot of social interaction, and they're not too busy. They're home a lot, uh, or or I should say more or less with the family a lot. Um, you know, they will leave the house to do the field trips and whatnot, but it's usually together as a family. So I've seen both sides of it, and it's it's interesting. If we are slamming, we're one of those families that are uh, constantly, constantly on the go. So just bear that in mind. Uh, you know, as you new dads, if it's if your plan is to have a couple children or whatever the case may be, um, it only takes one of your children to be extremely busy, and uh, it it'll it'll make you crazy. Like we just finished up a soccer season, uh, for my fourth grader. She's going in the fifth grade now, I should say, and we had uh, just tournaments and games, and I mean, great summer, great group, great family. Uh, great families, I should say, that participate with the team, so it makes the environment awesome. Um, but yeah, it keeps you busy. You're, you're going back and forth, and now my other daughter is about to start soccer in the fall. And of course, you know, Jacob, the knucklehead there, Mr. Hygiene, 
he uh, he does taekwondo so we are going in so many different directions so this is where when i said in the first segment that life as you know it your life as you planned on it is going to kind of take a back seat and change a little bit because you know if you have the opportunity to get your kids into these things you're going to do it um i certainly hope so I know I do, but the school age is is very unique, and there's a lot of transformation in that kid from kindergarten to eighth grade. Um, you know, on our personal journey, I would say Jacob turned into a young man by third, fourth grade. You know, and now he he is like a little dude going into seventh grade, um, and he drives us nuts. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, he's a good kid with good grades. Uh, he's unique. He's the kid that makes high honor roll, but he's also the kid that gets referrals. Uh, you know, he's he's the one that introduced the show. A uh, little intro there, that was him. So good kid, fantastic artist. Um, but he definitely marches to the beat of his own drum. So their personalities, as I say, starts to come out, and uh, you kind of start to figure out who your kids are and what kind of person they're gonna be. So it's kind of cool. Um, to see how they're going. So, you know, my middle child, I think someday she might run for mayor. Um, she's just a social butterfly, buddies with everybody, gets along with everybody, life of the party, um, constant ball of energy. If she's not all energized, something's wrong, check on her. She's not feeling good, take her temperature, give her some Tylenol. Um, and then the the youngest one is finally starting to come out of her shell. But, you know, as I say, they keep you so busy and uh, when I say come out of your shell she's finally going to start to play sports and she actually asked which is a huge surprise um, so we're we're kind of happy with that and surprised so we got her going into soccer in the fall but you're gonna get incredibly busy so whether it's one child two children three children um, there's a family that's a uh, part of our soccer community there they have four kids and uh it's always funny when I get his perspective. He said, you know, people told you two to three. When you go from two to three, it's not that big of a deal. And uh, having three kids myself, I can agree with that statement. I didn't find it was too crazy. But he did say going from three to four was absolutely insane. Um, they're beautiful kids. They're cute as hell. But he's he's dealing with toddlers and school age now at the same time. So that couple's got their hands full. Um, but that's really the point. You're going to be busy. You're going to have your hands full. You're going to be running the school functions. You're going to be sitting at little chorus concerts, you know, at this stage of life till nine o'clock on a Wednesday. And that's going to be your big night out uh, for the week. You know, you like you could be like me, you can sit at Greece Athena where they do all the plays and uh, or you go right to the sometimes they do them at Olympia, but not very often. Uh, and you just sit there, and that's what you're doing that night. I've I've seen my daughter sing at Barnes and Noble, uh, for Christmas time. So <laughs> you're gonna be doing stuff like that. Um, and then get them out as much as you can to events. That's the one thing I can suggest. When you got one kid, it's kind of easy. You get a lot of that individual time. But if you've got multiple children, you know it's tough. But when you can, try to make time for them as individuals. So, you know, one thing my son loves. He's a big fan of the show The Office. Uh, the Rochester Red Wings just had uh, Leslie Baker, the gentleman that plays Stanley Hudson. Uh, longest line ever at Frontier Field, which was kind of cool. Jacob and I were able to be a part of that. We were able to meet Stanley, get our picture with them, 
And then at that point, he was not signing the autographs anymore. He stayed an hour and a half later than he was supposed to, so everybody's very appreciative of that. But you were able to actually take that photo, because they took the photo right on your phone. You are able to take it right to this woman, and she was actually printing it right on the T-shirts for you. So Jacob did get one of those. But, uh, yeah, I try to make it a point to do at least one thing with them here and there when I can, get the kids to the Nighthawks games, the Red Wings games, whatever I can do. Um, and that's my best advice. Try to be involved. Make make the events that you can make. Um, you know, sometimes work and life gets in the way. That's going to be a hard part, too. And, uh, you know, just to the new dads, you know, you get into that stage. It's all coming at you. Just you're not alone. Hang tough. It'll it'll be good. Um, but that's pretty much where I'm at. That's That's my advice to the new dads and some of the dads that are still going through it. Just enjoy the ride because it's going to be quick. Um, you know, I'm already looking at my son going, holy cow, where did these 12 years go? So it's going to go quick on you and, uh, they're going to keep you busy and, uh, just love them. They're going to screw up. (laughs) Um, you know, they're depending on how their personality is, they might, they might get themselves in trouble. My son is a professional smart ass. Uh, sarcasm is his, is his primary language. And, uh, then he's got this insatiable desire to get the last word in, uh, with everybody. Um, which is bad when his teacher's in your principal. Um, so, so yeah, we, we know his, uh, we know the faculty very well over there. We're on first name basis and, uh, every Wednesday we meet for uh, lunch. No, I'm just kidding about that. But yeah, we were, we're on first name basis with all the administration and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just part of it. It's just part of the ride. Um, but that's my biggest advice is just to love them. Enjoy the ride. It's going to go quick. It's going to be a couple different stages, and you're going to have different feelings and different emotions through each one. Um, but just love them and enjoy it. And we're really happy for you guys that you, you had your first kid and inspired me to you know, do this, do this show. And uh, try to get some sleep because you're going to need it. And uh, you know, I can't wait to meet the little guy. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, I'm going to get into a couple things that have been going on in current events that have really been bugging the shit out of me. We'll be right back. folks welcome back uh just a couple things in the last segment i said i wanted to come back and just rant about a couple things that have been going on uh and and both of them are football related so bear with me but uh the first rant i'd want to go after right now and uh if you listen to the fantasy football podcast episode you may have heard the boys and i talking about antonio brown and uh, what kind of risk he might pose. And the fact that this was a guy that we were talking, you know, maybe two, three short years ago was a number one pick in a lot of fantasy football drafts. Well, Antonio Brown this week has just been a ridiculous hot mess. Um, He was complaining about his feet. And then everybody was like, what the hell is going on with his feet? What the hell is going on with his feet? And he finally, uh, and I think it was in the trainer's room at the facility there that the Oakland Raiders are uh, getting together at camp and practicing for the preseason for. And uh, it's really hard. His feet look like Leatherface. Like it's really hard. Like the skin is coming off of his feet. Um, You can Google it. You can simply Google Antonio Brown's feet and you will see them. And uh, it's 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 really awful. It almost looks like his feet are shedding themselves. It's I don't know what the hell it is. And then I just read something that it's they're actually blaming the time he spent in the uh, cryogenetic chamber. 
So, all right. So you're spending all this time in this cryogenetic chamber and it's messing with your feet. Um, but then I want to talk about whether or not maybe it's messing with his mind. So he's out there, he's practicing, and apparently he was bitching over his helmet. And if he doesn't get to wear his old style of helmet, he thinks he might just retire. Like, really? Over a helmet. So he's got messed up feats, and he's threatening retirement over a helmet. Um, so this is just a follow-up to the Fantasy Football Podcast. Keep a close eye on Antonio Brown if you were thinking about drafting him in your draft. Um, look at his feet. If you haven't, Google it, Antonio Brown's feet. It'll be right in your face. Uh, it's kind of funky. Um, and then he's threatening retirement over a helmet. I, I have a theory. I have a theory that Antonio Brown it ha- it has a fear of not going out on top because my cousin uh gave us some really good data on him his last three seasons have been extremely productive those feet got to be bothering him he's 31 years old not as fast as he used to be um and he's playing for the oakland raiders who i mean david carr has not been roethlisberger so i'm wondering if he just doesn't want to be there if he's dragging this thing out i mean if you're going to retire over a helmet style do you really even want to be there in the first place? That's my rant, my concern, and my follow-up on Antonio Brown. I thought that was important. My other rant, and this one this one is close to the chest, and uh, uh, this is about my Green Bay Packer fan nation and some of the uh, complaints after the preseason game from the Lambeau faithful. Uh, Green Bay is trying to get with the times. Now, keep in mind, as I'm telling you guys this, uh, I've sat in Lambeau Field twice uh, for primetime games, a Monday night against Kansas City in 2015 and a Thursday nighter against Chicago in 2016. And the place is packed. But my biggest issue was always that we almost had, you almost had to work too hard to get the crowd real loud, um, if that makes sense. Um Kind of why I tip my hat to a fan base like the Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia. I've been in that stadium several times. Those people are loud as hell, uh, no matter what their record is. Uh, that's a fun place to watch a football game if you're a neutral fan. Uh, I even enjoyed watching a game there as a Packer fan. And ironically enough, um, the last two times Green Bay has been to Buffalo, I've been in the stadium and the Packers have lost both freaking times. But the thing that pissed us off, and well, not really pissed us off, but just kind of like chill the hell out. Green Bay Packers, uh, they decided that they were going to try to institute a horn on third down to pump up the defense, get the crowd real loud, and, you know, basically screw with the offense. Um, Buffalo Bills do it. It's like a train horn. They they play a train horn. There's other teams that do something like that. And the amount of complaints from some of the Green Bay faithful was borderline ridiculous. Um, they were talking about how that didn't make the game fun. They just had to sit down and shut up. Uh, some of the quotes were kind of silly, but... Guys, the idea is for that thing to pump you up and get you loud so you keep going after it stops. Uh, It's not to sit you down and shut you up. And, you know, again, I've sat in that stadium. I, I I love my team, but some of the fans... Cut it out. You're being soft as baby shit. Um, you know, we've got a 39-year-old coach, for Christ's sake. 
Uh, and by the way, for everybody that was blaming the horns on the coach, it's not the coach that decides if the freaking horns are going to blow in the stadium. Uh, he's got nothing to do with that. That's an organizational uh, decision. Anything that has to do with the presentation of the product on the field is coming from guys that sit in offices, not Coach LaFleur. Come on. Um, but lighten up a little bit. Green Bay was having a good time. They played good. You 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 know. Let's talk about what's important. Let's talk about that Kaiser looked good, and some of those rookie wide receivers uh, looked pretty good. They're going to have some tough decisions to make if guys keep playing that way, and they won the football game. Um, I know it's only preseason. You can get excited, but don't bitch about a theatrical element that your team is trying to add to the presentation of the product to pump up a defense and this defense is going to be good so if you guys can't get loud enough and you know get loud a lot of stadiums throw special effects in don't bitch about it embrace it um get you know unbelievable but that's my two cents that's my rant they're both football related uh and i apologize for that but it's just i found it funny antonio brown's feet and then his helmet and then this thing with the Green Bay Packer fans. I, I love you guys, but man, some of the things you complain about, and now the fact that Green Bay's got a horn, you're going to complain about it. And you can, one of you, one of you knuckleheads, I ain't going to put anybody's name on here. You compared it to the Minnesota Vikings horn, and that's blasphemous. How dare you? It didn't, no, absolutely not. Stop it. But uh, yeah, get over it. So anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I had fun with the first segments, just talking about the children. Uh, I wish all the parents out there, you know, that one was kind of for you. Um, I know I specified fathers, but you know, you're not alone. It's busy. It gets challenging, but it's a very short portion of our lives. So embrace it, enjoy it. And at the end of the day, just always let the kids know you love them. And uh, hang on tight because they're going to make you crazy and they're going to make your hair either change colors or fall out completely. Um, Whatever your genetic pool decides is your fate and that's how you're going to react to that stress. My hair is changing color uh, and I'm just going to go gracefully. Thank you so much again everybody for listening. Uh, Make sure you like Northern Exposure on Facebook. I can be found uh, on Facebook at Northern Exposure uh, dash podcast. And also make sure you follow Northern Exposure on Spotify if you have the capabilities of doing so. Thank you again, and I look forward to doing another episode for you soon. Have a good night.